Welcome to Conversations with Mayu Lenz. That's me. I'm your host, a photographer obsessed with helping women lead unapologetically. On this show, you will hear not only from me, but from other amazing women who inspire me and are making a difference in the community. What does that mean, leading unapologetically? To me, it's leading from a place of authenticity without apologies. In other words, not seeking approval for being yourself, what you care for, and value. My goal with this podcast is to inspire and help women develop powerful confidence in themselves and recognize the value we bring to the community and the world as a whole. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom, entrepreneur, pursuing a career, or growing your business, we are here to build each other up. We are bilingual speakers and want to bring value to both the English and Spanish-speaking communities. Some shows will have a Spanish label when we have a Spanish-only speaking guest. Let's learn and grow together. My guest today is Marnie Swedberg. She's the author of 13 books, an international leadership mentor. She hosts her own radio talk show, a keynote speaker for organizations around the world. She's also the founder and director of WomenSpeakers.com. Hi, Marnie. Welcome to the show. It's so good to have you here with us today. Oh, me. That's so great to be here with you. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and what are you up to these days? Because you are impacting so many lives of women around the world. Wow. Well, it's just so fun. It's, it's fun to be me. It's fun, probably fun to be you too, right? (laughs) Yes, for sure. You know, there's so much, it's so unique to each of us. Our journey is so unique and mine is so unique. You know, and I spent many, many years raising a family, homeschooling our kids and, Mm -hmm. and being really involved in stuff like that. And then moved into business ownership. We owned a restaurant, a retail store, and then uh, the online directory, womenspeakers.com came about in 2002. The writing kind of just all flows all throughout all of that. And the speaking just happens again, all throughout all of that. So I think right now, my most exciting thing is I'm planning a a big international summit in uh, 2022 called Best You 2022. And I'm so excited about bringing gals together from all around the world to talk about how to really step into this crazy season of time we're in right now and maximize our opportunities. Oh, wow. That's, uh, I'm going to be making sure that I put that on my, on my schedule. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about um, how were you able to launch 28 women businesses abroad? Because launching one business can be hard, but helping 28 women launch their business. So I believe in collaboration instead of competition. Yes, And as we believe that there's plenty to go around, that um, the world has much to offer and we don't have to like hoard or hold back, but that we can freely share and give what we have uh, while being responsible. And so what I've done is I've collaborated with people in the United States, as well as people in other countries Mm -hmm. to do trainings for women who want to start small businesses. And what's really funny, um, my, is that when I started into uh, the restaurant that we bought, um, I had never even worked in a restaurant and I had never wanted to own a restaurant, but my husband wanted to own a restaurant. And it's so I was kind of like, I, I'm not sure I can say I had a really great attitude about it. I had a more of a, okay, we'll see how this goes attitude about it. 
but the thing is that after owning a restaurant and a retail store, which are two very different industries, plus mm. an online business, plus I've been an author and I have both um, traditionally published as well as self-published. Therefore, I'm in the publishing industry as well. So I've got a lot of background um, to bring to women who want to start or grow their businesses. And so as I've gone around the world, I've had the opportunity to actually take some funds from the U.S. Mm. to help some of these women who have a good proposal to start a business. So anything from kiosks, which is we would say a little fruit stand, uh, mm. to farms, to um, to printing businesses, graphic arts. I mean, a lot of mm. variety. But what we find is that business principles apply across the board. I do a whole training called the Success Principles Intensive because the principles always apply to every business, whereas the specifics of the business, then you need to get niche down and understand like how to run a till or how to edit. You know what I mean? Those are two right. very different skills. So then, you, then you're niching down, but across the board, it's been really fun. And that's one of my one of my passions and one of the reasons I'm doing um, the summit in 2022 is fundraising. So I can do more of that kind of work in impoverished nations around the world. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, I wish you the best with this. And I will make sure to, um, as the day comes by, you know, like we can keep in touch. And if you can send me information, oh, you yeah, know, I'll sure. be happy to share it. And yeah. I would love to attend one of um, your summits. Um, now, when we talk about launching businesses and all, mm -hmm. all this crazy stuff, many people get crippled by the fear of failure or wow. looking stupid. What if the business idea doesn't work? What mm -hmm. will my friends think? What will my family <laughs> say that they stop before they even start their business idea? How can those people um, get out of their own way and not let those fear um, stop them? And also, what were some of your setbacks? Uh, when starting now, women speakers that come and how did you overcome those fears? That was so many questions all wrapped up into one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go. Let's go back and face the fear factor first. Yes. Okay. So there's three kinds of fears. There's a, there's a fear that's like an awesome fear. Like I stand in awe of God. He's awesome. He's over all everything. And I had better have an awesome fear of him because he's all powerful. Right. And then I have a cautionary fear of a train coming down the track that I'm standing on. Right. I need to get off that track <laughs> because that train's going to run me over. Right. Okay. So you have a cautionary fear and then there's the debilitating fear yeah. and that's false evidence appearing real. If you do the acronym and that debilitating fear is actually a kind of fear that comes when we should go forward, but we're afraid to do so. So when I feel afraid, I just go through those three, which kind of fear am I actually feeling here? Is this something I should be afraid of and not do? Or I should be afraid of and I should move myself, get in a different position than I'm in? Or is this the kind of fear that is actually just holding me back from doing exactly what I've been created to do? And we're going to talk about this, I hope, in a, a bit too. I think we talked beforehand about the uniqueness of you. And there, 
it is, it's scary to start something new because actually it's something new. That's the very definition of it, right? It's stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something new. And anytime we do that, it's scary, really, really scary. So I am at our church. I'm the worship leader, which means I plan the music and I coordinate that. And I lead the church in worship and a worship leader who trained me in years ago said this, he said, when you're going to be a worship leader, it's like you take all of your clothes off and you stand naked on the stage and you let anybody who wants to throw arrows at you basically say, oh, look, that's not perfect. This isn't perfect. Well, that doesn't look so great. And basically you own the responsibility of being able to handle that. So now I'm going to translate that into starting something new. When you start something new, you're saying the way things are, aren't quite good enough. And I have an idea to make things better. And when you do that, basically you stand naked in front of everybody who knows you Mm -hmm. and you just say, go ahead and point out anything about this body or this face that you don't like. And I'm going to be just okay with who I am. That takes a lot of courage. I mean, that takes so much courage. So no wonder so many of us back away when we have a new idea and we don't pursue it. But honestly, it's so worth it to get that comfortable with yourself. Obviously, thank goodness we don't actually have to do that, right? Take all our clothes off and stand in front (laughs) of people. I mean, thank goodness. But, But the reality is, is that we have to get that vulnerable with our souls. Wow. No wonder people back off. Yes. I feel like I've been running naked my whole life. And I know, right. (laughs) If you're actually, if you're, if you're an idea person or you're a leader, that's exactly the truth. You've gotten, you've gotten very used to having people actually say things to you. Like I remember after I'd written, I think six or seven books, uh, my daughter was dating a man and he said to me, why do you feel like you have to write so many books? (laughs) And I'm like, wow, well, that was straightforward, wasn't it? (laughs) Because I'm brilliant and I'm the only one who could. No, because actually, because actually I had a different perspective and there wasn't a book that explained what it was that people were asking me, how do you do that? I mean, I had a legitimate reason for doing it, but sometimes the way somebody asks you about it, it feels really icky and really demeaning, minimizing, you know? And so you have to get super comfortable just with who you are and what you're here to do. And then just go for it and let people say what they're going to say. Yes. You know, that now that you said that, uh, it reminded me, I I don't remember who, I don't want to quote the wrong person, but um, (laughs) she said, if you're putting yourself out there and just pretend you're in, in, in a boxing, um, like, you know, boxers, um, in a matching ring. And if the person who opinions are coming through is not in the ring fighting with me, those opinions don't matter. <laughs> and I'm like, so every it's time good. I get a little scary, I'm like, yeah, right. So what do people will think? And it's like, okay, right. They're not here going through this with me. So it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, it's really a beautiful analogy right there because I'm thinking about Monday night football, right? So the game is on Sunday and then on Monday night, what do you do? You sit and you watch it and you just critique the whole thing. Oh, they could have done that better. They should have done that better, blah, blah, blah. But you're not in the ring, right? You're just sitting there throwing arrows. So I think that's a beautiful analogy to just remember that unless the person's really right in the in the fray with you, 
yeah, their opinion is really just words and you can learn from it. Sure. But if you think of a sporting uh, sports arena full of thousands of fans, they're now they're cheering. Now they're booing, but overall, are they glad they came to the game? Usually. (laughs) (laughs) As a woman of faith, what are some business principles that we can find in the Bible, especially when it comes to financial abundance. Many mm. don't believe that making money is a spiritual practice. So I would love uh, to cover this from your perspective. Yeah. And also, what is sales magnetism? I don't know if that will mm. lead to that um, mm. answer as well. Okay. <laughs> so let me just talk about, let me talk about Uh, starting with the magnetism thing, let's talk about body electric. So I have a whole program I do called body electric. And what that program is talking about is if I took a brick and I stuck it up against a live wire, nothing would happen. But if I take you, my, and I stick you up against the live wire, we're going to have some sparks, (laughs) right? Because you're actually electricity. You are. And just like any other electric thing is actually vibrating, it's sending, it's actually sending electricity through it out into whatever the receptacle is, right? Right. So we are, as human beings, we are electric and we're sending vibrations out into the air around us, which is every man knows this is true because he'll walk in and he'll say to his wife, how are you? And she'll say, fine. (laughs) Uh, but he knows things aren't fine. I can tell it it's in the air. (laughs) I'm in trouble. So I think, you know, we know that we send out vibrations, but we don't take that very seriously. Mm. So the reality is if you were a corn kernel, the only thing you would have is your vibrations. As you are planted into the ground, you just lay there and you vibrate and everything you need to become a corn stalk and then a corn plant and then a corn cob everything comes to you. Same with an acorn, everything that it needs, it's going to just lay there and vibrate, vibrate, vibrate. And it draws everything it needs to it so that it can grow into this humongous oak tree. Right. So the question is, is how are you vibrating? Because if you're vibrating in um, your own, how you were, so I say it this way, when God created you, he strung together your 3 billion base pair of DNA in a particular way. So you're either going to say, I'm going to be fully me the way I am, the way I'm created, or I'm going to try to be somebody else. So Mm. when you're trying to be somebody else, what's happening there is that your vibrations are all mixed up. It's like there's, Mm. it's, there's it, it, some people call it self-sabotage or whatever you want to call it, but your vibrations are just goofy because they're not lined up with who you really are. So as soon as you get super comfortable with how you are who you are, not what you're doing, how you are, who you are, then what happens is you're able to vibrate out what you need to the world. It sends it back into you. And that's what you do. So we have people in the Bible who are models of vibrating out that they were created to have a whole bunch of money, Uh, Solomon, Job, Abraham, you've got Mm. people who have just a ton of money and God blessed them. And he calls it blessings. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Then you have people in the Bible who were not called to that. Jesus himself was not called to that. He, I think that for Jesus, I mean, compared to the riches in heaven, nothing he could earn here would matter one iota to him. (laughs) It was all torture (laughs) compared to heaven. (laughs) So (laughs) woohoo. But I think that's why I think for him, he was so content with focusing a hundred percent on people's souls. Mm. 
Mm. And that's what he did. He just was kind to people and loved people and modeled that behavior. Um, so what has God created you to be and to do? And as soon as you're comfortable with that, you'll do it. I was just on a show recently and he was all about how much money I made as a speaker. And I'm like, but I don't care about that. That is not what defines me. Now right. for some other people, that would be important and that would be fine, but that isn't why I do it. And that isn't my main priority. So if I, if I try to vibrate there, I'm not going to go speak for your audience unless you can give me this much money then right. I, I miss out on helping all those women start those businesses around the world. You'll miss That's your purpose. I, I miss my purpose. Right. And there's nothing more fulfilling than living your purpose. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Let's talk about body image because yeah. <laughs> I think negative body image slows down our personal and professional and business growth. Yeah. growth. What will you say to someone that's struggling to love and accept their body where they are right now mm -hmm. in order to move on and, and, and get so, all the blessings? Yeah. yeah. So I think the one person in our audience that doesn't struggle with body image, please raise your hand. <laughs> if you're a woman, if you're a woman in America in 2020s, uh, I mean, all we are bombarded Yes. With pictures of beautifully sculpted, um, actually professionally um, edited pictures of women that we should look like, right? And so it's very difficult for us, any of us, to accept who we are, how we are today. And I just did, um, I lead group coaching, 21 day wins. Every month we do a 21 day win and you can pick either oh. a habit to make and break or a, or project to complete. And so last month, as for my 2020 or for my 21 day win, what I selected was that I was going to stand in front of a mirror every day, two times a day, look into my own eyes and say to myself, I am beautiful. It's just like I am today. Okay. Now I've never done that one before. And I didn't know you were going to ask me this question today, <laughs> but I can just tell you, it made an amazing difference yes. to just give myself permission to say what is true. What is true is that I'm exactly how God knew I would be today. He's not surprised at all about how I am today. He's not going to leave me here. He's going to keep working on me. Thank goodness. Uh, but, but, but I'm a project. We're all projects. We don't, yes. we come out of the womb, not being able to feed ourselves or change our own diapers. I mean, we come in out of the womb, completely dependent and we grow into different renditions of ourselves over the years. Still, still fully me, but it looks so different, you know, like now yeah. I, I'm going to turn 60 in a couple of weeks here, which is really? just crazy to me. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like in my thirties, you know, so how did I get to be 60? But at the same time, this rendition of me is quite different than the rendition in my thirties, yes. doing totally different things, reaching totally different people, um, experiencing life at a new level of confidence because of the years that have gone by. Uh, so I just say, wherever you are, just begin to believe the truth that you are beautiful. You are enough today, how you are. I say with Jesus Christ, I am more than enough. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was beautiful. And by the way, the mirror work, it's really, mm -hmm. really powerful. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've tried that with um, 
because of um I don't know if you know her um she passed away in I believe in 2015-16 Louise Hay mm. she's the um founder of Hay House Publishing okay, okay. Uh, sure. yeah beautiful beautiful lady um I can't wait for you to answer this question <laughs> Being unapologetically you to me means mm. being true to who you are and what you believe in. In other words, not seeking approval to show up authentically in order to blend in. Is there anything you are going to stop apologizing at this stage of your life mm. or something that you stopped apologizing for um, maybe two, three, four years ago or when you started your business that helped you level up? in your game. Uh, sure. I think, I think it's back for me and I encourage you guys to, to just really just embrace who you are. So I remember mm. the first time that somebody told me I was scatterbrained and I thought, wow, that was harsh. And then I realized I am so scatterbrained, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I have to have specific lists. My kids would tell me when they were growing up, they'd say, write it on the list, mom, write it on the list. Or they knew I'd forget it. It was, it's not that it's not important to me. It's that my brain doesn't hold on to details like other right. people's brains. I just have a brain that's a little scattered. Okay. And then another time somebody said to me, yeah, you're, you're just so simple. It's always just so simple with you. And I remember thinking, oh, I don't want to be simple. I, I, I want to be like profound or something. But then, but then I realized that I am simple. And what I do in my life is I make things simple. I have led a very complex life. And my project the whole time has been to simplify things. Mm. Well, that's why I've gotten to write 13 books is because I know how to simplify things and people need it simple. Their life is really busy. They don't want to have to think so hard. They actually value simple. So what sometimes what we say, I don't want that. I don't like that. I don't want to be called that. I don't want to be thought of as that. Sometimes that's your exact gift. Mm. So just relax and accept that. So can I give you a couple analogies? Sure. So I think if you were created to be a bicycle, okay, that's the, you're the architect of your life decided you were going to be a bicycle, but you're going to be the best bicycle. And so you were the bicycle that the Olympians chose to ride on and you could fly so fast. You were sleek, you were lean and you were fast <laughs> and you were the best. But then one day you saw a Grand Prix race car oh, that was gorgeous. And it was way more powerful and could take people farther and faster than you could ever go. So you started kind of wondering if you were really any good at all, but the Grand Prix race car, I mean, that was awesome. That was so cool. But that Grand Prix race car one day after even winning the Grand Prix saw an airplane and thought, wow, they even get to go off the ground and take people way farther and way faster than me. And I want to be an airplane. And here I'm stuck in this stupid little car thing. And then the airplane sees a shuttle and it's like, whoa, they can take people out of space. How could I ever be content just taking people across the world? And that's how we are, Mai. We are never content to just be who we are, how we are for exactly what we were created to do. But the bottom line is that God really needs us to be who we are created to be. I totally love it that some people are nurses and doctors 
not some people are garbage collectors mm. and that some people, I mean, the lady that cleaned my house a couple weeks ago was fantastic at what she did and saved me so much time. I was so grateful. Some people are the creative geniuses, the Teslas of the world. Some people are teachers, whatever you are, just be the best you can be. And be content comparing yourself to the best you can be instead of comparing to yourself to everybody else. Yes, I love it. And I was hoping you give one of your analogies because I've been <laughs> all over your website and I just love the way you tell stories and analogies and, and all these uh, amazing talks. Before we go, if you don't mind, I would love for you to pray for any of our listeners oh. who are thinking of launching the business idea, but mm. they're afraid of failure or dealing yeah. with, or maybe they're dealing with loss or um, a family member or a business or their feeling feelings of unworthiness. There's a reason why we are here today. What (laughs) does God want them to know? Okay. Before I pray, I want to just give you a perspective of God that helps me so much. Mm -hmm. So I love um, one of the things is that God says he's really good. And I think there's a lot of lies out there that says he isn't like that. He's got anger management problems or something (laughs) like that. But the reality is that God is really, really good. And you know what, if somebody was beating up on my child, I would be angry also. Mm. Yeah. So there's a reason why sometimes he gets really mad, but um, he's very good. He's a, he's a really loving father. And I had a really great dad. And one day I was comparing God to my dad because I had a really, really great dad. And um, God convicted me and said, I'm nothing like your dad. I'm way better than him. So sometimes we start comparing God to our own father. And he's mm. just way better than our dad, even if he was a good dad or if he was a terrible dad or an absentee dad. Mm-hmm. Um, God is just better than that. And then the thing that I like to think about when I think about God is that he's like a helicopter pilot. So if you're down driving along, you can only see so far ahead as you can see. But if you got up in the helicopter with the traffic cam pilot, you'd be able to see way ahead of where you are. And you'd be able to know, oh, get off the road here and take this roundabout because otherwise you're going to be stalled, just stuck in traffic for an hour or whatever. God has that kind of perspective. And Jesus talked about that in the Lord's prayer when he says, our father, which art in heaven. You know, heaven has perfect perspective, way higher than ours, kind of even higher than a helicopter pilot. (laughs) And so when I pray to God, I recognize that he can see everything all at once. He can see my past, my present, my future, and he can see what's coming up that I really need and things that I sometimes really need to know from him. And so as I pray for you, just, uh, just know that God loves you so much and that he is a good God and he has your best in future and your best intentions at heart. He, he knows you and he loves you and he just wants to be more involved in your life. That's his whole deal. Okay. So let's pray. God, we are so grateful for your love and thank you for creating uh, my E and me and every person who's listening right now. I just thank you for creating us to be and do particular works on earth. And when you strung us together, when you were creating us in our mother's womb, you were so specific about that and about the gifts and talents that we would have, about the things that we would be interested in and the things that would completely bore us or be over our heads or just way beneath our thought processes. 
So thank you for each person who's listening. I pray, God, that you would give us courage and confidence to um, understand who we are and how you've made us and to go forward with the ideas that you're putting in our heart that really align with that. And that we'd let the rest of the ideas go and just really pursue the things that you're putting in our heart. And God, I, I do believe that because we are body electric and we are vibrating in a particular way, the way you made us, that when we see the thing that works for us, we will go for it and we'll have the courage to go for it, as well as the excitement and passion to go for it, to be willing to do whatever it takes to make it work. And that even in that, that um, there can be hybrids along the way where you graph something in and it becomes something that we didn't expect at the beginning. And so thank you for all of the ways that you are working in our lives. Mostly, I think this past year and a half, God, with this COVID thing, I've been so grateful that you are present with every person on planet earth, that no one is truly alone, but that you are there with us all individually, just waiting to talk with us and to help us and to get more involved in our lives as we allow you to do so. So I thank you for all of these things. And I pray a special blessing on my E and our listeners today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much, Marnie, for such a beautiful prayer. You know, when we first met via Zoom, because we've been texting and planning this episode for a couple of months already, (laughs) before we ended the, the first meeting, you said, can I pray for you? Cause I was having a little health issues and you have no idea the peace that I felt mm. uh, after we hung up. So I just want to thank you. And this was unplanned. Um, I just said, <laughs> I need to ask her to pray Aww. for everyone listening because there's a message and there's a reason why we are all here together today. So thank you so much links to where people can connect with you will be provided on the show notes of um, this episode. Thank you so much, Marnie. It's been a pleasure having this conversation with you today. Oh, you are such a delight. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends and family and consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell us what you think on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Mayi Lens and on Facebook page Conversations with Mayi Lens. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time, talk to you soon.